When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. We're live from the Seaport District at Pier 17. We're brought to you by Chase. We've had a wonderful morning here. We had Tom Brady Sr. live. We've talked about Aaron Rodgers. We've talked about a lot of things. But now I must share with you that not one but two disgraceful things have happened. Well, one of them is merely interesting, and the other is a disgrace in the last five minutes. So let me set the stage for you. Bubba? Cam, Cam, you're ridiculously young. Bubba, you're not a, a parent. So you, even you will understand how heinous this conversation was. So first and foremost, uh, Hembo's wife, you know that Hembo has the two twins, Michelle and the other one, and uh, that his wife Lizzie is a friend to many of us, including me here at ESPN. I've, I've known her longer than I've known Hembo. She's worked here forever. She used to work on Mike and Mike, so I know her forever. So she just posted on Instagram... A lovely picture of your two twins wearing what looked like two lovely little outfits. And she wrote on it, uh, staying warm in these adorable outfits from the Greenbergs and tagged Stace and me. And that's very much appreciated and very nice of her. And I pointed out to you the obvious, which is I've never seen those outfits in my life. (laughs) I'm not going to pretend. I will make no bones about the fact that when people have babies, literally, I will just text Stace, need baby gift four, and then she will send them. And half the time, she'll write back, address, please, and then that's it. And lately, it's been like a slew of it. It's you, it's Jay Williams, it's everyone here is having babies left and right. Mm. Stace sends the gift. She sends excellent gifts. She's very good at that. I have nothing to do with it. Had it not been for this picture, I would never have seen these outfits in my life. And I, don't, I say that with no shame whatsoever. Not my department. So there's that. Bubba, would you have expected... Hembo starts describing them. Yeah, she really likes the one with the otters on it. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. What could have possibly given you the impression that I would know what these outfits look like? Like, Bubba, would you have expected if you should someday have a child and a, a, a baby gift should arrive from us, yep. <laughs> meaning Stace and me, right. would it ever cross your mind that I had anything to do with it at all? I mean, zero. Zero. Point zero. Point zero. The Blutarski. So, I mean, I don't know what you were thinking. I was thinking that you had a vested interest in what your namesake might be wearing. That's why I thought this well, might that be an exception. Well, that, that was your first mistake. That was that I have a vested interest in practically anything is your first mistake. <laughs> but then this gets worse. Way worse. How? So, Bubba, I'm looking at the picture, and there's two little babies lying next to each other. They're twins. They look the same, but they don't look that the same. I, I think I see differences. So I said to Hembo, which one is Michelle and which one is the other one? And he said, and I quote, I'm not sure. Oh, come on. He then, so that was on my phone. He then went to his computer to see the picture larger and he said, and I quote, I'm 60% sure Michelle's the one on the left. He doesn't know his own children? Hembo. I can explain. I, I, I hope you can. I can explain. So there are two tells. When it comes to Michelle and Charlotte, where I can tell the difference. Who is Most Charlotte? Obviously, the other one. Oh, she's the other one. Okay. So, 
Michelle has more hair and darker hair. What you neglected to mention in your description is that they're both wearing what look to be stocking caps or something associated with these outfits, so there's no hair shown. And the other thing is that Michelle has a congested tear duct, so she often has a little bit of gunk under her right eye. We gave them baths last night to clear that up. So both of my tell- You're telling me that in order to tell your kids from each other, you got to have the eye gunk? I yes. mean, you're telling me that you, yes. are, you are literally eye gunk away from not being able to identify one kid from the other this in your own ridiculous. home? Yes, and I'm not the only one for whom uh, this applies. Yes, you are. They're identical twins. I am married to an identical twin. This is not supposed to be this big a problem, okay? It's not. It's, it's not a problem. My father was the, literally the least observant person that ever walked the face of planet Earth. He could tell my wife and her sister apart. Do, one of them, do either of them have an issue with a tear duct? No. No, not none at all. There's no eye gunk involved in any of this. You're not seriously telling me that if you clean the eye gunk away, you might accidentally just feed one of them and twice without feeding both of them every single day. God's honest truth is that looking at this photo, I would not be willing to bet my life on who is who. I would not be, able, be willing to bet much of anything at the risk of losing much of anything. Does anyone think that's terrible? Like, does anyone, has anyone else, sh- Cam, as a very young man who has, 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 Basically, no life experience at all. Excuse me. D- do you? D- you are closer in age to these twins than you are to me. That is the correct. Record show. D- do you? Do you find this shocking? Uh, for anyone else, yes. But when Hembo says it, I'm like, oh, okay, that kind of makes but sense. But this is the one time where Hembo shouldn't fall in this category because he's the only one who is the father of these babies. That is true. He should have done, I guess, more research I than never... on their eye ducts or their hair. <laughs> I have never misidentified them in person. How do you know that? You may very well have. I don't know that. They can't uh, correct who, Who's going to correct you? Let the record show. What are they now? How old are they? They're five months. They're, They're not correcting him. Old. It's not like Michelle's going to look up and say, no, she's the other one. No, but she usually has a little bit of gunk under her right eye. That's so it, the tell. Unless you're planning on leaving that there for a very long time, which is going to make her high school experience really challenging, <laughs> um, I think that you need to figure out some better way of identifying one of your twins from the other. That's all I have to say on that. Uh, Mavs Warriors tomorrow night, ABC and ESPN Radio. Let's see if Luca is in the zone. Let's see if Steph is in the zone. We'll have it for you on TV. I'll be here for Countdown in the Zone, brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone with AutoZone. Meanwhile, speaking of basketball, LeBron James working his way uh, up the all-time list. I did not expect him. I think a lot of people were not convinced he was going to play last night at Indiana. That felt like a game that he might sit out. But he did play last night, so he is now 60, is he 63 points away? I did it on TV this morning, I already forgot. 63 points away from Kareem. He will be at uh, New Orleans tomorrow night. We have picked that game up, by the way. It'll be on 6 Eastern on ESPN2. My countdown crew will be here for that. He is expected to play. I'm going to be real aggravated if he doesn't. But he is expected to play. And let's just, let's just say he scores between 20 and 30 points. That will put him on the precipice. So he's home Tuesday night against Oklahoma City. He's home Thursday night against Milwaukee. So at some point in the next week, LeBron James is going to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and be the all-time leading scorer in the history of the NBA. Now, I know you know that. But you have to, sometimes you have to let things sink in. Sometimes you have to really absorb the enormity of a situation. LeBron James was born in December of the year 1984. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has owned this record literally 
LeBron's entire life. He has had this record for almost 40 years. And while records can say a lot of different things, this is a pretty big one. I'm not sure how much bigger than this it can get. That's a record that has changed hands very few times. In the earliest days of the NBA, yeah, a bunch of different people had it. Bob Pettit and Dolph Shays and George Mikan. That didn't last. Wilt came along, and he took over the all-time scoring record in 1966. Kareem broke that record in 1984, and that's it. So going back to before my lifetime, my lifetime, that record has been held by two people, Wilt and Kareem, and LeBron's about to break it. Now, don't start with telling me that he didn't go to, that he didn't go to college and he started earlier. I know all of that. Of course I know all of that. The context is always a part of the story. But it should not diminish the accomplishment. And I thought Zach Lowe said this well on TV with us this morning, and it's a point I have been making. Earlier this week, LeBron James broke a tie that he had held, I want to say with Mark Jackson, and moved into fourth place on the all-time assists list. So by the end of next week, LeBron James will be first in NBA history in points and fourth in assists. That's insane. That's like extrapolating Tiny Archibald's legendary season where he led the league in both categories out over an entire career. That's what LeBron has done. So I know we like to shortchange things. LeBron has become, for whatever reason, someone that people... Some people like to say nasty things about, despite the fact that he has actually overachieved relative to impossible expectations and has done 99 really good, smart things on and off the court for every one mistake he's made. We tend to underline the mistakes. Maybe that's just part of the society we live in. But if you love sports, and if you're listening to the show, you must, you have to take a moment here And let's sink in what we are seeing. Because if history is any guide, this is a record he's going to hold a really long time. You might say, oh, Greeny, Luka Doncic scores a lot of points. Let's see if Luka Doncic is still scoring all those points 20 years from now. Because that's what LeBron James is doing. So sometime in the next week, this is like Aaron's record falling. It doesn't hold the same. um, People don't know it as well. Baseball home runs just sort of became a thing, and obviously that record became, unfortunately, a joke. But this is about as big a thing, a big and individual accomplishment as a basketball player can possibly have. It's the most important cumulative record in NBA history, as far as I'm concerned. Henry Aaron, for whatever it's worth, held the all-time home run record for 33 years, from 1974 to 2007. Like you said, Kareem has held this record for 39 years. And what LeBron is doing at the age of 38, averaging 30 points a game while doing it, is completely absurd. He's going to reach this mark in about 150 fewer games than Kareem did. Say that again. Think about that. LeBron James is going to reach this mark, 38,387 points is the record. He's going to get there in 150 
fewer games. Coming up next, I will tell you why that is so important. You know, Nature Valley wants to see you and your family out there. When we share our love for out there, we inspire others to protect it, and that's what getting out there is all about. Nature Valley, life happens out there. Coming up next, I will tell you why what Hembo just said is so incredibly important. Next on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash greenie today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Earlier today on Greeny. So, Bubba, I'm looking at the picture, and there's two little babies lying next to each other. They're twins. They look the same, but they don't look that the same. I, I think I see differences. So I said to Hembo, which one is Michelle and which one is the other one? And he said, and I quote, I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, come on. He then, so that was on my phone. He then went to his computer to see the picture larger, and he said, and I quote, I'm 60% sure Michelle's the one on the left. What? This is Greeny. Well, that's uh, our weekly rewind brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. It gets way worse. He said he was 60% sure that Michelle's the one on the left. 
He almost immediately received a text from his wife, Lizzie, that he had that wrong. Michelle is the one on the right. So Hembo actually misidentified. I'm not sure which is worse, your lack of certainty or your ultimate mistaken guess on which of your twins is which. You know what I am? I'm a pile of rubbish. (laughs) As a father, as a commentator. You are. As a fill in the blank. I'm a pile of rubbish. There's really nothing redeeming about you at all. Um, (laughs) And yet yet I keep you with me uh, after all these years. Anyway, so Hembo's a terrible father. We've established that. Now let's establish this. He is a great researcher. And he points out something very important about LeBron James that I think is not being said often enough. So the people who have made a cottage industry out of just trying to diminish his accomplishments. And let me pause briefly and say, I'm a Michael guy. I've always been a Michael guy and I'll always be a Michael guy. To me, Michael Jordan's the greatest player that ever lived. And there's nothing that could ever happen that could change that. And you know why? Because I was young then. Michael Jordan, everything was better when you were young. Trust me, Hembo, someday you're going to be old. And all the things that you remember from when you were young are going to seem better than they seem now. Michael Jordan is older than me. LeBron James is younger than me. As easy as that. People older than you always seem greater than people younger than you. I'm fully willing to admit with my brain that LeBron James' accomplishments stack up equally to those of anyone, literally anyone that ever played the game. And if you want to make an argument for LeBron as the greatest of all time, you're not going to get a fight out of me because I understand it. Now, in my heart, Michael Jordan's the greatest of all time. If you told me, and here's the real reason I would give you that answer. To me, if you're going to pick the greatest of all time, not the greatest, the best of all time, the greatest involves accomplishments. That's something that's quantifiable. That's something that is subjective. Excuse me. That's something that is objective. If you ask me to name subjectively the best player, here's what I would tell you. If my life depended on the outcome of one basketball game and you told me I could have first pick of any player that ever lived, I would take Michael Jordan. And I would be pretty confident I was going to make it. You could have anyone else you want. I know Bill Russell won more championships. I know all that. You could, and and, and, and this is not meant to diminish anyone. I don't even like mentioning other names because there have been so many great players. But if you told me right now, my life depended on the outcome of a basketball game, my first pick would be Michael Jordan. And I can't think of a better way to choose the best of all time than that. You buy it? I buy it. Would you take Michael Jordan for a series, for a season? Yes. So, yes. Yes. But you think LeBron's a body... A game, of, a season, a series, a career. But LeBron's body of work, I think we would both agree, we'd agree that when it's all said and done, there's going to be almost nothing that he's left on the table. Well, except that at this moment, Michael Jordan won two more championships than he did, and, and we do factor that in pretty significantly. But individually, what has LeBron James not accomplished? Yeah, but it isn't an individual game. It's a team game, and that has to factor into this somewhere, which is to say you're not old enough to have watched Fran Tarkenton play. One of the reasons that no one ever mentions Fran Tarkenton on the short list of greatest quarterbacks that ever lived, despite the fact that when he retired, he held every individual passing record. All the records that Dan Marino broke were his, but no one ever talks about Tarkenton because they never won. They made it to a bunch of Super Bowls. They made four, I want to say he was the quarterback in three of the four Super Bowls that they made, but whatever. He was a great player, but no one's going to talk about him that way. But LeBron won four. But Michael won six. And, and that, 
So you think the six to four Trump card will endure for eternity? I think it breaks a tie. I mean, if everything else is equal. Is everything else equal? Well, here's the other thing. What year were you born? 1990. So you really didn't see Michael Jordan play. Here's what I'm going to tell you. He's a ghost for me. Gather around one, one and all. This is 2323, right? This is 2323. We're, we're, we're doing Michael Jordan day around here. Like to watch Michael Jordan play was to know you were seeing something that was so spectacular. And I, I wrote a, um, when, when someone wrote a, I'm forgetting his name, I feel bad, wrote a, a, a biography of Michael Jordan the New York Times asked me to write a review, which I was very honored to do, and I did. And the book is very good. Uh, This was many years ago now, and I I wrote a review in the Times. And what I wrote was, if you could have sat next to Mozart while he was sort of tinkling away on the piano keys, if you could have sat next to Picasso when he was just splashing paint on a canvas— That's what it was like to watch Michael Jordan play basketball. I can't explain why, but you just knew you were in the presence of something greater than anything you'd ever seen before. And nothing will ever make me feel that way again. Nothing. There's literally nothing. So the answer to your question is there's literally nothing LeBron James could do and it isn't his fault because I'm now a 55-year-old man and probably nothing could move me to that again. To watch Michael Jordan play was to know you were seeing something that was just different. Just different. It was beautiful. It was, it was, it was like LeBron is, is freakishly athletic, right? For a man of his size and his power to be as fast and as quick as he is, it's unprecedented. Michael was like watching a ballet dancer play basketball. It was beautiful to watch, but he still had a, an aggressive, nasty he was just everything you wanted him to be. So nothing is ever going to be Michael Jordan for me. There's no, there are no accomplishments. Like you've heard me say many times, I think Kareem is the most accomplished basketball player of all time. That's about to change. And LeBron's about to change that. And actually, let's circle it all the way back to what I should have said first. One of the things that people will use to try to diminish him is that, well, he came into the league at 18 And Kareem spent four years in college and played three years of college because freshmen weren't eligible then. So Kareem didn't come into the league till 21-22. So, of course, LeBron got a head start. Well, hold on. How many games did Kareem Abdul-Jabbar play in his NBA regular season career? This is exclusively a regular season record. So the fact that there are more layers of playoffs and LeBron has played more playoff games is irrelevant to this record. How many regular season games did Kareem play? Uh, 1,560. And LeBron played more than that or less than that? LeBron has played 1,408. So he's played 150 fewer games. He's played the equivalent of practically two NBA seasons less than Kareem did. And he's going to break the record this week. So he's done it faster. It didn't take him longer. It took him less time. It took him fewer games. I know they didn't come in the same time of his life. I know Kareem played until he was in his 40s. Candidly, LeBron is about to do the same. But acknowledging the accomplishment of one should never mean diminishing the accomplishment of the other. Kareem's accomplishments will live forever. He will always be one of the greatest players that ever lived. But what LeBron is about to do is historic, and it deserves 
all of the credit and respect in the world. So if you're building out your Mount Rushmore, as we often like to do, you've mentioned the three names. Yeah, LeBron's the fourth. He's the fourth now. I can't, there's no way not to. I've always said that my Mount Rushmore has three, of basketball, has three people on it who are definite. Jordan, because he's the best player. Kareem, because he's the most accomplished player. And Russell, because he's the best winner. And then you could fight over the last spot. And the, 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 the options for that would include Magic Johnson, Kobe Bryant, um, uh, LeBron James, Oscar Robertson, Wilt Chamberlain. I think those are the reasonable people you could consider putting on that list. I don't know how you don't make it LeBron now. I, I really don't. I, I, I get it. Look, I love the sport. It, it was my favorite sport growing up. It is still the one that holds kind of the most special place in my heart. And so these debates are real to me. <laughs> um, I think LeBron has to be on that with the rest of them now. Um, that That's what I think. Anyway, we'll continue to have that conversation. We've got who you got coming up and a whole lot more as we wrap up a really fun week. Stick with us. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. It's been a day for icons here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. We'll have Bubba and who you got coming up in a few minutes. We talked about Tom Brady earlier today with his dad, Tom Brady Sr. We've talked about Michael Jordan on this 2-3-23, the 23-23 day in which we celebrate Michael. And for Hembo and me, it is special that we're doing it around the number. Both of those athletes have numbers. I will give away a spoiler alert that in our upcoming book, Got Your Number, which is available for pre-order now, Tom Brady does own 12, and Michael Jordan does own 23. Uh, The theme of the book, the idea, the concept of the book, is who owns every number from 1 to 100 in sports history. Some of them are players on their jersey numbers. More of them are not. I'd say about half of it is different. We created uh, different ways um, based on records, based on years, based on any number of different things to assign these numbers to the greatest legends in sports history. And so, again, the book is available right now for pre-order anywhere you tend to pre-order books. It's called Got Your Number. It would be doing us an enormous service if you do plan to buy it for yourself or for someone else for Father's Day or whatever it is. Um, If you were to pre-order it now, 
it would help uh, convince the publisher that they need to print more of them. And that would be enormously impactful for us. So if you would be so kind, if you are interested, um, you can order it now. I got your number anywhere you order books. If you're looking for a link, it is at the pinned tweet at the top of my uh, Twitter page at ESPN Greeny. Fascinating that we're talking about these legendary names because I can tell you from having been around when Michael went off into the sunset that players like that leave a void. Players like that leave a gaping hole behind. And I wonder if that'll be the case with Brady. Football is just different. Football is so popular. Football is built on fandom of teams more than individuals. And the league is rich with extraordinary young quarterbacks to watch. For example, the two we're going to get to see a week from Sunday, uh, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. And by now, you know the litany of other names that we can run through. The great young one in Buffalo and the great young one in Cincinnati and the great young one with the Chargers and here and there. So I wonder if there will be a void left behind by the departure of Brady. The one thing Brady did, maybe because he's, I don't know, is it because of who he was married to? Is it, is it because he just was there so many times? And is it because he has sort of a movie star kind of quality about him? He, I think, crossed over into non-football fans more. Like, for example, people who don't, there are not that many people in this country who don't know anything about football. But I know a few of them. One of them is, for example, my wife's mother. She doesn't know anything about my mother-in-law. Doesn't know anything about football, but she knows who Tom Brady is. That's for sure. She could identify a picture of Tom Brady. She couldn't identify a picture of Josh Allen or of Joe Burrow. I wonder if Bur- no, she couldn't. I take it back. There's no way she knows Joe Burrow. In fact, I'd be say I, I think I would be maybe Aaron Rodgers, maybe those two. Um, you know, and there are a lot of basketball players who kind of rise to that. LeBron James, Steph Curry. Maybe not that many more than that. People who don't know anything about the sport or sports know who they are. The most important quality of Tom Brady in that sense is his omnipresence. Tom Brady was always on your TV at the end of the season when, we, when you were watching. There's something, there's something so familiar about that. There's something so familiar about seeing the same person's face on your TV every year in the biggest games, and obviously he's a remarkably attractive person, a very famous person in other ways, but that's as much as, you know, as anything for me. I think that's right. I think it's two things. I think it's that the Super Bowl is a game that people who don't pay attention to football watch, so, and he was in it 10 times, <coughs> so there's that. But then I think there also is something to be said for his celebrity marriage, which is to say they would show up on pages of the newspaper that football players generally don't. Mm. They're in page six. They're going to the... What is the big party? The 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 ball? The um the oh my god! The name of it just jumped Met out. Met Gala. What is it? The Met Gala. The Met Gala. Sorry, yes, the Met Gala and other events like that. Um, you know, they 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 show up in places that people who are into fashion pay attention to. They show up in places. You know, they they've attended things like the Oscars and things. You know, they're they're they, so. I think that there's also that element of it, and there's not too many other football players who fall in that category. I think Rodgers does to some degree. And he's also had celebrity relationships, right? That we had a movie star and Danica Patrick and whatever else it is. Um, and maybe Peyton, like does Peyton have that now? Like is, is he, he's more like the, uh, the if you don't know ev- anything man, about like- football. Do you know who Peyton Manning is? Yeah, probably. I think so too. The commercials. There's not too many others yeah. who fall in that category. So anyway, a bunch of interesting stuff. Brady, 
sails off into whatever his future looks like. LeBron James on the precipice of history. At some point next week, he will break the all-time scoring record that has literally only changed hands twice in my lifetime. Wilt Chamberlain set the all-time scoring record in the NBA in 1966. I was born in 1967. Chamberlain held that record until Kareem Abdul-Jabbar broke it in 1984. And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has held that record until sometime next week when LeBron James breaks it. By the way... It's amazing to think about. That was... Wilt had only been in the league seven years. <laughs> yeah, but the league itself had only existed... Sure. ...like 15 years, but right? I it's mean, just it, absurd. It's absurd. I mean, everything that Wilt did is absurd. So to pass him on the all-time list... Has Kareem did is ridiculous and for LeBron to pass him is equally ridiculous yeah the league started in like in the late 40s so the league had been around for 20 years it's not you know whatever but the point remains you're correct well there's like a one record book for Wilt and there's one for everybody else and LeBron is starting to knock on the door of both all right one piece of business left life is a series of choices who you got make a decision say it say it all right I'll say it who you got All right, so who you got is Bubba's chance to ask me a series of questions. Some of them are hard-hitting. Some of them are just meant to be fun. Either way, I have to answer them whether I'm emotionally prepared to or not. No one does it better. Bubba, take it away. All right, who you got brought to you by Granger, and we really haven't had a chance to talk about this much because of Brady. Our entire show on Wednesday was scrapped. So can Sean Payton save Russell Wilson? Who you got here? I think the answer is yes. There's a big difference between can he and will he. I don't think that Sean Payton and what he has traditionally liked to do with his offense and what Russell Wilson has traditionally had success in fit each other well, which is to say that if Sean is a great coach, and I think he is, and I think that we have reason to believe he will be successful, then he is going to put together an offense that is not going to look like the one that he ran with Drew Brees In New Orleans, because Breeze and Russell have one thing and only one thing in common, and that is that they are both comparatively short for their jobs. They have nothing else in common. Their games couldn't be more different. Breeze was all about immediate decisions and getting the ball out on time and all that stuff, and Russell's always been a little bit more about improvisation. And I don't think you're going to turn Russell Wilson into Drew Breeze, which means Sean Payton is going to have to devise an offense with Russell's help in which Russell can be the best version of Russell Wilson that he's capable of being. And I refuse to believe that that is going to be as anywhere near as bad as what we saw last year. So save is an interesting choice of words. I think that Russell Wilson will be way better under Sean Payton than he was a year ago. Does he become one of the top five or six quarterbacks in the league again, as he once was perceived to be? I think the answer is that is very, very unlikely. Bubba, what's next? All right, my good friend and one of the all-time greats, Micah Parsons, has been tweeting <laughs> quite a bit lately, most recently praising Lane Johnson. So what do you think about the new era of athletes tweeting? Who you got here? So you asked me almost an unfair question because I am a professional sports announcer. That's my living. And so as I sometimes say to people, I'm in the interesting business. I need interesting things to happen in sports. No one is a big enough sports fan. There are, there are two la- levels of sports fan. There's those who are interested in watching the games. And then there are those who go beyond that and are so interested in sports that they're willing to listen to a show like this one or watch a show like the one we do in the mornings. That even when there's no game going on, they want to be immersed in sports in some way. 
So the new era of athlete who, I think this is a generational thing, offer their opinion on practically everything all the time is very good for my business. It is very good for the greenie business. So Micah Parsons tweeting his opinion or offering his opinion on a podcast about Jalen Hurts and about Lane Johnson and about Dak Prescott and about everybody else. I can't complain about that. That's great for me. Now, if you're asking me if I did anything else for a living and I was just a sports fan, I would hate it. Absolutely hate it. If I was on his team, I would hate it. But I don't think you can change it. And the, the, the point is, he's not the only one doing it. He's just the best one. So we pay much more attention to Micah Parsons doing it because he plays for the Cowboys and because he's so ridiculously good. There may be tweets almost every single day from comparatively nondescript players on teams we don't care about that much, and we just gloss over them or don't bother putting them on TV because no one's going to be that interested. But Micah Parsons is hardly the only 20, what is he, 24 years old? He's hardly the only 24-year-old person who thinks that it is his it is his job to offer an opinion on literally everything that happens and share it with everyone. That is a generational feeling that I must accept. It doesn't matter. I'm 55. So I, I would never think that was the right thing to do. But I cannot be the old fart who says these guys need to stop that. They're not going to stop it. It's not the way they live. So I believe it's going to continue. And again, I will continue to reap the benefits. How old are you again? I'm 32. So you're and you're not the you're 32 going on 80. Bad example. Cam, do you just post your opinion on literally everything? I, I do not. Well, what's the matter with you? Well, maybe I'm an old soul. Yeah, that's probably right. All right, Bubba, what's next? All right, Hembo's gonna love this one because Major League Baseball recently distributed their Cy Young plaques and they changed the wording on them for some unknown reason. It now says valuable on them, even though it's not an MVP. So there's literally no reason for them to put that word on there, but they added anyway, and then they spelled valuable wrong. <laughs> so your thoughts on this one, and I'd love to hear Hembo's thoughts as well. Let, let's let's make you got? clear yeah. what we're talking about. They added the word valuable to the Cy Young plaque, and they spelled it V-A-L-U-B-L-E. And there's no reason to put valuable on there. That's correct. So that's the definition of the self-inflicted wound. I actually have a bigger problem with including the word valuable, which was a conscious decision, than with misspelling it, which is obviously an accident. What do you think, Hembo? Uh, th- this feels like a pretty easy thing to avoid, right? This is the you had one job situation. Yeah. What I want to know is if I'm Justin Verlander, if I'm Sandy Alcantara, who won the MVPs last year, do I want this fixed on my plaque or is it more valuable to oh, me? I like it this way. Me too. You want to be the only... In theory, they're going to start getting these right next year. <laughs> <laughs> you hope. Next year, maybe they spell most without the O. Yeah. I mean, come on, guys. What are we doing here? You were the most valuable picture. You were the most voluble. I think that would be pronounced voluble. I think if you just saw that word, which, of course, isn't a word, I think the appropriate pronunciation of it would be voluble. I just need to know how it happened. What do you mean, how it happened? Someone screwed up and didn't put the A on it. But look, this is something that many people, in theory, should have seen before you pressed print. In theory. Right. Do you press print or does someone actually with a little knife like carve that in there? Oh, so we're blaming the. If the that's the case, then they did it wrong twice. Right. I mean, I, I think it's more than twice that it was done wrong. 
it's, 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 a mul- it's, it's a multiple. So we're blaming a silversmith for not knowing how to spell valuable? Is that who would do that, a silversmith? Or the person that sent the wording? <laughs> is that what they call that person? I mean, look at the, this is the award. I'm showing you right now on my laptop. I see it. So the, the way that this is inscribed, I assume, what, what is it if it's not a silversmith? I don't know. I don't know who Those does Those are identical sort of. awards, Hembo. Can you tell them apart? <laughs> Whoever the pretty are. sure uh, Verlander's the guy on the left. It's pretty good. Anyway, uh, Verlander was the most voluble pitcher <laughs> in the American League last year. Bubba, go. Uh, who you got brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickranger.com or just stop by. 78 years ago, this coming Monday, Bob Marley was born in Jamaica. He, of course, died in 1981. Hembo, I'm sure, doesn't know who we're talking about. (laughs) But for the rest of the world, who you got as your favorite Bob Marley song? One minute. Hembo, could you name a Bob Marley song? I could not. If if you played one, I might be able to identify one as his song, but I can't think of a name of one. Okay, so I'm just going to gloss over that. Super famous guy? Super (laughs) famous. That's the funniest question you'll ask today. Yes, he's very famous. Um, If I had to pick my favorite Bob Marley song, it would probably be Three Little Birds, which is famously the one that has the chorus that goes, every little thing is going to be all right. Don't worry about a thing. Oh, that's him. Because every little thing is going to be all right. I know Bob Marley. Yeah. Woke up this morning, smiled at the rising sun. Three little birds were on my doorstep, singing sweet songs, a melody sure and true, saying, this is my message to you. Don't worry about a thing, even though you don't know the names of your twins and you can't tell them apart. Every little thing is going to be all right because their mother will take care of it. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN radio or watch the show through the watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. 